If you're in Brooklyn, it's staff or management. Thank you for listening and have a dope day. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How are all my blessed and highly favored people doing today? I hope you're all doing well and great and fine and happy because that's exactly how I'm feeling. Great, fine, and happy. This is the start of anniversary week. You guys, you guys know how excited I am. When it comes to celebrating something, right? Birthdays, holidays. And, you know, it's funny because some people that know me, they would say, she doesn't like to get together on holidays. She doesn't like to do. It's not that I don't like the gathering, but I like the 
idea of the holiday itself. See, there's a difference. Like, I like the idea that it's an anniversary, but it doesn't mean that I have to have a big party. But I'm excited because it's anniversary. See, it's, it's different. I don't have to be, like, in a big crowd all the time to enjoy the ex- excitement of whatever is happening. So, you guys know how much I love birthdays. And this is anniversary week. Anniversary week. On the 20th of this, of this month would mark that I would be going into my fourth season here on Radio Free Brooklyn, which is an independent listener-supported radio station. So they're the ones that gave me, I'll say, my big break. Because if it weren't for them, you guys wouldn't hear my voice every Sunday morning. And so today, I decided, because it was anniversary week, that... I would just give a little backstory, you know, just talk about how it's felt for me to do this, how it all came about, because it's it's <laughs> it's actually really mind blowing. And and of course, you know, there's always going to be a lesson in it. There's always going to be a lesson that's going to be learned. And I hope whoever's listening, the lesson in whatever it is that I'm going to talk about, whatever he gives my spirit to say, there's something in it that you can get from it as well. Because when we started this journey and when I started this journey and I incorporated all of you into the journey with me, I knew it was a personal journey for myself. I knew that it was going to be something that where I needed to refine and define my purpose and really understand what it is that I was called to do. So I made it fun. I made it fun for myself while incorporating all of you. And I'm so grateful. And that's the the one thing I really want to get out before I stress anything else. I'm so grateful that all of you have decided to take this journey with me. Because I could have taken this journey by myself because we all take our own journeys by ourselves. I mean, let's face it. Yes, we're, I always say we're connected, you know, we're attached. One thing that we do, of course, it's a ripple effect to the next. But in us being all connected, we are still individuals. So everybody takes their journey. Everybody's road leads a different way. Even though our paths might cross. So you guys didn't have to take this journey with me. You could have just as easily said, she's going on a journey. Let her go. I don't have time. I'm, I'm not ready to start walking. I'm not ready to explore anything. I could really care less where she ends up or where I'm supposed to end up. That could have been, that could have very well been <laughs> your attitude. But some of you, some of you said, you know what? Let me see where she ends up. I just want to see where she's going. Does she even know where she's going? And there was a lot of shows. There were a lot of shows that when I got here in the studio with my technical difficulties that you were saying on Sunday, does she does she even know where she's trying to go someplace? She can't even turn on the soundboard. I know all that. But that's why, that's why I shared 
all of that with you. I could have just as easily not shared it. I could have just as easily talked about something else or just glossed over it like it didn't happen. But even those little mishaps, the little me not knowing how to turn on or I didn't press a button or not remembering how to answer the phone while I'm talking, you know, on air and playing a song wrong and then skipping it because I touched the wrong button. All that is part of the learning process. All that was part of the journey. Because when you think about it in your own lives, you're going to have mishaps. You're going to have times where you're walking and you're going to trip. Not everybody walks straight all the time. You're going to trip. Not that you fall. Some do fall. Some do fall and then you have to get up and, you know, dust yourself off and continue. But there are hiccups in the road. So every little thing, just know that every little thing that's happening, as long as you're still on the road towards You could use it. You could always use it. It's always going to be some form of a learning experience. But getting back to my being here and actually having you hear my voice. Oh, let me give out the telephone number. I have somebody told me I haven't given out this telephone number in a long time. It's 718-673-8201. And I guess I stopped giving out the telephone number because... I don't know. I forgot. (laughs) I guess I guess I just forgot about it. But yes, we do have a telephone here in the studio and it's 718-673-8201. And if you've missed any of my other shows, you can find them on my page at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. What would Kay say? You can find them on Spotify. You can spot them on. You can find them on Apple and all other podcast platforms. So now when I thought about it and see, here it is. I said, okay, it's anniversary week. What are you going to talk about on the show? I could have just as easily done another lesson because he has been giving me things in my spirit. Yeah, he's back to giving me things again. (laughs) Although he did teach me, I can bring my own stuff to the table of what I need to write. But he did give me something and there's some, there's some things that I'm working on. So I could have just as easily presented one of them today. But I said, no, this right here needs to be talked about because this journey, like I said, I thank all of you for tuning in to make this possible. But this journey I've seen within myself, the growth that I've experienced. And when I was sitting down last night and I was thinking, okay, like, what am I really going to talk about? Like, how do I start out? And I said, I I was going to start out with thanking all of you. And then I, it brought back to my remembrance that how it all happened. And it seemed like when you think about it, okay, it's four years. And in some people's time, four years is a long time. But then to me right now, it seems like it was a, a blink, you know, it was just a blink that happened. But when you think about it, isn't that just how God works? We always say, we always say, oh, he can change your life in the blink of an eye. Your your life will be changed. But when we really think about our lives and if we really took the time to really sit down and be still and reflect, you'll see 
that, wow, he was doing all this all that time. And it is almost like a blink. It is when you think of it in its entirety, it seems like a blink. But then when you really piece it out, it's like, wow, all this was happening over time, over time. That's why the scripture where it says to us, to to God, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. That's literal. That's, That's true to him because there's... We have concept of time. To him, everything is one big thing. Everything is one big thing. We need things spaced out so that we can comprehend what's happening. To him, everything is happening and everything is over. Everything is happening and everything is already over. To him, because everything is just one. So when I took the time and I really started thinking about it, I was like, that's just how God works. Everything just happens, and before you know it, it's happened, right? So when I think about it, I remember, I remember him first giving me the vision of that I was going to be speaking. I was going to be speaking. First, he, he gave me, I knew that I was going to be doing some type of counseling. And I would always say, oh, I'm going to be a Christian counselor. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I want to do. I knew had something to do with counseling. So I I started labeling myself. And that's one thing I want you to do. If there's any lesson learned from the lessons I've learned in this journey is do not label yourself as to what you're going to do or what you're going to be. Just do. Because when you label yourself, you're putting limits on what God wants you to do. You're putting limits on what he's already positioned you to do and be. So when you say, oh, I'm only going to be A, B, C, D, then that's where your brain says, okay, that's it. So when something else, com- something else comes along, you're like, wait a minute, that's not, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. But you don't know. Just like, like I said, going back to me. I said, oh, I'm going to be a Christian counselor. That's what I do. I counsel people. You know, I'm always assisting people. I'm solving their problems, blah, blah, blah. So when it came up to the thing about public speaking, and not that I'm afraid to public speak. I could speak in public. I was never afraid to speak in public. And that's, that's the irony of it, too. But when I was younger... And I know I've told you this story back in one of those episodes. That when I was younger, I had such a fear when the teacher would call on me. And I told you how every time after after you came back from, you know, summer vacation and you started the new fall season, you know, September starting school again. They would always go around the room. Oh, how was your summer? What did you do? You know, if you were in in the class with new classmates, because a lot of us, you know, you went through the classes with the same people. So, you know, especially when you were in grade school and stuff. But when if there was new people, she would make everyone stand up. So it just wouldn't single the, you know, the new person out. Or sometimes they would just single the new person out, depending on what the teacher wanted to do at the time. But it didn't matter. I could be in the class with people that I had just been laughing with in the hallway. But then I get in the classroom and the teacher would call on me and I'd I'd freeze up like a deer in the headlight. 
I was like, oh, my gosh, why is she calling me? I don't want to talk. I don't want to stand up. I don't want anybody to see me. I wanted to be invisible at that time. So when you think about that child who didn't want to speak just to say how her summer was, to this person now who's on the air, on the radio every Sunday, who has podcasts that people go and listen to later down the road. It's like, who is that person? That person, she can speak for a whole hour nonstop just talking. The one who you couldn't ask, did you have fun over the summer? She would break into pieces. But you see how God works. He will, he will take what he's given you and he nurtures it. So, yes, as a child, I was afraid to speak. When I got into college and I took a speech class, which I wanted to take on my own, imagine that, I took a speech class, and when it came to giving speeches, I liked it. I liked writing out my thoughts or opinions or observations about a particular subject that she might have given us for that week and then coming up and standing before everyone and expounding upon what it is that I got out of the lesson. I enjoyed that. And I learned that when I spoke, people listened. When I opened my mouth, people were like, what is she going to say next? And Then I started noticing just in the workplace, as I had elevated to levels of management, starting from when I was in the bank, I was very boisterous. You know, if something wasn't right, you know what? I don't think this is done right. Take it to my boss. You know, I really don't think this is done right. There's a better way we could be doing this. And it would make things a lot easier for everybody involved. Things like that, just speaking out, speaking about things that, if it wasn't right, not just in the workplace, but how people were being treated, speaking out against that, speaking out against, no, you're not going to talk to me in that manner because I am, I am a person. Whether you feel you have authority over me or not, you can have authority over me, but you're not going to talk to me in that manner. Things like that. Then I really started seeing where my voice was coming from, where my what he had given me this voice for. Because things that I would say, other people couldn't say and get away with. And I started noticing that. I said, okay, well, someone else might have made a, not even a complaint, but it could have just been a conversation in a meeting. Somebody else could have made a, you know, a comment and it wasn't well received. They were looked at in a certain way. But then if I turned around and made a comment, And it could have been, when you think about it, the same comment that the other person made, but it was just the way I said it and the way I put my words together to express it. Then it was like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, or, oh, yeah, we never thought of it that way. So when I started seeing little things like that, that's when I was like, okay, so this voice of mine, it has, it has, there's something to it. I have it for a reason. Fast forward to adulthood. So now I see now 
oh, he wants me to do public speaking. Okay, but I'm supposed to be a Christian counselor. All right, so I guess, yeah, I could I could speak to masses since I'm counseling. I'll just counsel a, a room full of people. That's public speaking. I'm still counseling. Like I said, be careful of the labels that you put on yourself. So when I did that, when he told me that, then, of course, you get a period in your life where I don't want to do anything. You know, you go through that stage. Because I'm sure everybody that starts out on their journey and they know their purpose, some of them and whoever this is that I'm speaking to you and if I'm talking and you're like, oh, I didn't go through that. I knew I wanted to do this and I just did it. And I just ran to the Lord and everything he gave me to do. I was just, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. God bless you. I commend you for that. That was not me. I was not that chick. Okay. I wasn't running, running, running. Oh, yes, God, whatever you want me to do. Mm-mm. I was like, yeah, God, I love you, but mm-mm. And I'm sure there are a lot of you out there that are, yeah, God, I do love you, but mm-mm. <laughs> I don't want to do that. So then here I go again with another label. I started calling myself Jonah, Jonah's sister, because, you know, Jonah, God gave him a word. I want you to go to Nineveh, give the people this message for me that if they don't do this, I'm going to destroy them. Jonah was like, destroy them because I'm not going. What does he do? He hops on a boat to Tarshish. So anytime I, with anything, it even just became such a running joke that even God had to check me on it too. I would always say, no matter what it was that had to be done, I was like, I'm going to Tarshish. And that was the joke. Whenever people would hear me say, I'm going to Tarshish, they automatically knew she's not doing that. Because that's exactly what Jonah did. He went the opposite direction of what God told him to do. So when I had that period in my life where I was like, no, God, I don't want to do that. You know what, God? I don't want to do anything. I just want to party, live my life. Woohoo! let's live it up. You know, this is what I want to do, God. This is what I want to do, and this is what I'm doing. So, of course, when you get that in your spirit and that's what you're doing, what do you think he's going to do? He's going to let you go. He's going to let you go. Go ahead. Do whatever it is you want to do, because in his in his ultimate universe, I'm in control of everything thinking she'll be back because he already knows the plans that he's laid out for you. So he even he is aware of your detours. He's aware of your turning off the road. He's aware of all of that. So when you do it, it doesn't take him by surprise. It does not take him by surprise that you want to go on sabbatical from the Lord. It doesn't take him by surprise at all. He's like, sabbatical, are you kidding me? Go ahead. Go ahead. Do whatever you want to do, but you'll be back. He already knows this. It's already written in the script for you. It's already written in the plans that he put before you that he already laid for you. It's written in there. So every time when you do those things, it doesn't take him by surprise. So. When I did that, and then it was, no, I don't want to do that. Then, of course, of course, after a while, he has a way of bringing you back in, right? Because everything's going good. Everything's going good. But then suddenly things just aren't going good anymore, right? Life begins to serve you. All your meals on a silver platter. 
but it's not the meal you think you're ready to eat, right? When you, oh, is that the phone ringing? Oh, well, it was the phone ringing. I think they changed their mind. So life decides to serve you all your meals on a silver platter. But when you lift that cloche, right, and then you see what's underneath, you see that it's a real-life meal. It's some difficulties, right? The trimmings are filled with difficulties, with a spoonful of hurt, maybe a glass of depression on the side, some slices of anxiety, and then you got the gravy boat full of bad relationships to pour over the whole meal, right? And that's what life is serving you. That's what life is serving you at the moment. But then he reminds you of the vision that he gave you way, way, way back when. And he puts that picture there in front of you that that what you thought was your life, what you thought was going to be your life, this is your life. That's why you're not content there. That's why it seems like things aren't working out for you because that's not where you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be here. So then once you see that and you realize, you know what? That is where I'm supposed to be. I'm not supposed to be where I'm ke- I keep trying to place myself. Because even when you kept trying to place yourself in that situation, whatever it was, you still never really fit in. You never really fit in. You were making yourself fit in, but you never really fit in because at the end, that's not where you were supposed to be. So he shows you again where you should be, and then you slowly start gravitating towards it. Because we could just go throughout everyday life, right? And we think it's making sense. You know, we're going to work. We're raising a family. We're hanging out with friends. Life is grand. But that's not all he had for us. Right? And then you decide, okay, God, you win. I'm going to stop running. I'm going to do what it is that you'll have me to do. But then you have to ask yourself the question, what is it that he would have me to do? And that's when you say that question. He's like, "Uh aha. Now I have their attention. Now they're starting to listen to me. Because when you pose that question, you're going to be looking for an answer. Because you're not going to ask the question if you're not looking for an answer. Who asks the question and don't want the answer? Because there's no way that you can really run and hide from God. Where could you really run and hide from him? Because even in your, like, going back to Jonah, and I use him because he is the perfect example of someone who was totally defiant against what God wanted him to do. And then if you read the story, those of you who don't know his story, read that chapter, read that book of Jonah, read it, because it shows you how he deliberately defied God, what came about it, what came from it, the whole thing with the storm and the and the boat that he was on, they were like, why is this happening to us? Throw him overboard. He gets thrown overboard. A whale swallows him. He's in the whale. He's fussing and complaining. Oh, my gosh, I'm stuck in here. God, get me out. Then he remembers God. He's talking to God. Yeah, get me out. But even with that, when he has the whale, God has the whale 
put him on dry land, he's still sitting there fussing about how he don't want to go. So even in, and that is, and the reason why I say read that, because it's so classic in the journey of how we live our lives. Even though God will tell us to do something, we don't want to do it, we don't do it, we get in trouble, we pray to him, oh God, get me out of this, he gets us out of this. Do you think that we go and say, okay, God, all right, let me do what you want? No, we go back and we do whatever we want to do still. We're still like, "Mm, I'm still not doing what he want me to do. I still want to do this, but I'll just do it a different way. That's why I want you to read the book of Jonah. So when you think about it, there's really no place that you can hide from God because Jonah couldn't hide from God. God knew where he was all the time. And Hebrews 4.13 tells us, tells us, and there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Now, if that doesn't tell you, if that right there doesn't let you know, give it up because you're not going anywhere. Hebrews 4.13. So I come to the conclusion that, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. I know I'm supposed to be speaking. Yes, I know I'm supposed to be counseling. So I'm, all this is going on. But then, then I'm like, okay, but how do, you know, how do I do this now, God? I understand what it is you're giving me. And I know it's a bundle. I know it's bits and pieces of everything, but I don't know exactly how it's going to look. And like, remember, I told you with the puzzle piece, when the beginning of last year, and I looked back on that too, because I looked back on some old shows. And if you remember how, when I started out the show, I didn't know what I was going to do on this show. I had no clue what I was going to do on this show. So I thought I was going to be interviewing people that God had changed their life and I was going to have them come on and give their story. And I might still get people come in and do that from time to time. I might, but he hasn't put it on my heart to do that again. But I guess he gave me that to get me into the flow of how the radio works. So he was taking all the pressure off of me having to speak and having me interview other people. So another lesson learned from that is when you do decide to follow what God has you to do, he's going to take you through the steps of preparing you to get you ready for what he has you to do. So my starting on this radio, and here's the, here's the kicker, and here's something that's really funny. that I had, This I had totally forgot about. I was on the radio before. I had totally forgot that I used to do radio on a Saturday night, and... I wasn't the main focus, though, on the radio. I was doing a show with someone else, and they had the platform. I was just there as an, you know, an addition if they referred something to me like a scripture or if they wanted me to read a scripture for them, for them and then expound upon it. That's what I was there for. I wasn't the main voice on that radio. But the radio, when I did it, it was back in, say, 2000. I'd say 2009, between sometimes 2009, 2010, 12, something like that. Something like that. I couldn't even remember the exact years because when he brought it back to my memory, when I was said, oh, I'm going to talk about the radio and how this is my first encounter being on a radio. This is not my first encounter being on a radio. 
I was actually on an AM station. It was an AM station that used to air. And the thing about it is it used, it was video too. So you could, it was live stream. It was a church that had, they owned a radio station and they had an AM address. And how I was able to get on the radio is the host that had the show on that Saturday night had to go back to Jamaica because they had some family issues. So the pastor that owned that radio station had asked the person that I was on the station with if they would fill in the the slot on that Saturday night until this person was able to come back. So, of course, you know, he said, yes, you know, I'll do it. It's evangelizing. I'll do it. That's what I do. I evangelize. And I was like, wow, that's going to be so great. We'll be on the radio. But I I might have spoke once or twice. I might have spoke once or twice because I did. I used to do the scripture reading. I used to read the scripture and then explain what the scripture was. And then when I thought about that last night, I said, wait a minute. I was already preparing to do what I do now. Take the scripture and break it down. I, I, he started me doing that. Yes, I wasn't the focal person, but he was putting me in the chair where I would be accustomed to or being prepared to be ready to do that. So when it came to me here on this show, when he put it in my spirit, I want you to talk about this. And I was like, ooh, I can't talk about that. That's like what pastors do. I'd have to get up there and write a sermon. I can't do that. He reminded me last night, you see, you had been breaking down my scriptures for the longest. You can do it because that's what I've purposed you to do. No, I'm not a pastor because I said I don't put labels on myself. But do you have to be a pastor in order to break down the word of God so that other people can understand what it is he's saying? No. And that's where we get all caught up in this one saying this, this one saying that, and, oh, I only follow this one. But you're following a person. Are you following the word? And that's the important part of what he has me say all the time. You're not following me. When you tune in on Sunday, you hear my voice because my voice is captivating. And I'm not saying that to be, you know, like, oh, she thinks she's, no, I know my voice is captivating. I've been told several times by others, and that's another part of the preparation. People would tell me, your voice, you need to be on the radio. Your voice, when we hear your voice on the phone, your voice just does something. And I would laugh and I'd be like, my voice? Because when I hear my voice, I'm like, I don't, I don't hear anything. I don't want to listen to her. But when I speak, People listen. So all that he was pulling together. So, yes, I do know that my voice will command attention. I know that. But it's not something that he's going to make me arrogant about or get a big head about. No, it's just a part of the many gifts that he's given me to use for him. Now, the day when I start using my voice for just me because it's just me, it's all about me then maybe I won't have a voice anymore. But as long as I'm using my voice for him and getting his word out and saying what it is he wants me to give you, 
I'm going to be speaking forever. And with that, I think it's time for us to take a little music break. And even this is an addition to this story because I never used to take music breaks in the beginning. But I think I will take one right now. You are listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, What Brooklyn Sounds Like. Finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is, it's okay The last thing I need is to be heard But to hear what you would say In the midst of you Beyond the music Beyond the noise All that I need Is to be with you And in the quiet Hear your voice Word of God speak Would you pour down like
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You are listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 5013C nonprofit organization that all all contributions that you give to the station is tax deductible. So support us so that you can continue to have great shows like this on the air. And the reason why I want to stress that is because... Yes, they did give me my break. Here it is. Fast forward. Here I am on the radio. Did someone call? I don't know what. Caller? No, see, the it's not working. The phone is not working. For whatever reason, it'll ring. But then when I 
pick it up to hear you. I can't hear you. So I don't know what's going on here in the station with the phone. But here we go again. The devil trying to come in and break up the party, but he's not going to break up the party because the party is what it is. And I'm going to tell you what it is. Right now, I went back through all of, like I said, I went through all of my old shows. And I went through everything just to see how the show had progressed and how I had grown just even in my speaking, in my style, in my delivery, in my understanding of how I need to touch someone. And see, that's what this is all about. Going back to the radio station where I used to do years ago, and I told you I was on an AM station and it was live streamed on the Internet. You used to be able to get on the Internet if you went to that station and you can see us in the studio talking. And so if you didn't have the radio station, if you couldn't get it on the radio, you would get it live stream. And that was from the beginning. I don't even think, I don't even know if YouTube was even big then, but it was the beginning of that. So here we are, fast forward, two years ago, God had me create a YouTube channel. And I know I probably mentioned this back then when I, when I created it. But I didn't know what I was going to do with it. He just told me create it. And then after I created it, I was like, all right, so what am I putting on here? You know, how am I supposed to use this? Here we go again as he's prepping you and preparing you and getting you ready for things. He's been putting in my spirit, I need to get on YouTube. So listen out. And I probably gave this announcement two years ago. Listen out. I'm going to announce the YouTube channel. But now this one is really going to launch. This is Like I said, I have the channel already. I just have to put content on it and then tell you where to go to look at it. So with that being said, yes, everything that he gives you is an elevation to something else. It's an elevation to something else. But still in the elevation in the something else, it's still in his broad picture of what he has for you to do. So my YouTube channel that he had me create is just an extension of what I'm doing here getting my voice out, spreading his word, giving that message to whomever, whether it be a mass amount of people or it be one person. See, in God's eyes, it doesn't have to be a million people. It could just be one. Because if you think about it, Jesus died for the millions of us. And yes, he spoke to groups, but when he really had to deliver a message, he delivered it individually to the one. He delivered it individually to the one. So if you have a message that God has given you to give out, don't think that because it's not big, it's not broad, I don't touch a lot of people or I can't speak. One. All you have to do is touch one. And that's what my voice does here. Yes, I have a lot of people that listen, but sometimes my message is just for the one. So getting back to that, I go back and I look over my whole history here on the radio. And can I tell you, I started in October 19, October 20th, 2019. That next month, November 2019, was the first time I made the leaderboards and I was in the top 10 of talk shows. One month after being on the air. Fast forwarding. I made the top 10 of all weekly shows four times since I've been here at the radio station. Four times my show has made top 10 of all weekly shows. 
in the whole history of that I've been here, there's only been five months that I didn't make it onto the leaderboards. And I'm saying that to say, oh, and also for the first time, August of this year, that my podcast made it onto the leaderboards, that people are now listening to the podcast more. And I'm saying all that to say, when God has something for you to do, when you finally start to do it, and it's not about the accolades. It's not about anything because leaderboards to me, I didn't know what they were till they, till the radio station pointing them out to me. But what I'm saying is when God has put you in, in a position for you to be out there for people to know who you are, you don't have to do it yourself because he's going to do it for you. I didn't do a thing. I told people I was going to be on the radio. They could tune in or they could not tune in just like they do. Now you tune in or you don't tune in. But he's still going to put me out there. I'm still going to come here every Sunday. I'm still going to have my voice. And now he's elevating me because there's somebody else I need to get. There's somebody else that, you know what? They might not get up to hear me at 8 o'clock every Sunday. They might not know to go on Spotify to get the podcast. But you know what? They scroll through YouTube. And how many of you know that when you're on YouTube and you're just looking at something that you looked up, you put in a topic that you're looking up, all of a sudden in your feed, all these other things start popping up. So I don't know whose feed I need to pop up in. And that's what I'm trying to say. You never know whose feed you need to pop up in. So you have to be ready. You have to be prepared. And I say all this. Like I said, the journey that I took you guys on with me, I thank you for coming on this journey with me because it's made it that much more exciting for me. But you know what? Had you not have come on the journey, he still would have me on a journey. <laughs> and I say that not just for myself, but I say it for yourself as well. You might have people that's going on you on your journey with you, but when you find you're alone, that's still your journey. Keep walking. And like I You know, I always say this, you can't start a journey if you don't take that step. So everybody might not come with you. You might have dozens that come with you. But at the end of the day, that's your road that you have to walk. That's the path that he set for you, that you have to stay on it, regardless of what it looks like around you, regardless of the distractions that may come your way, regardless of the doubt and fear and anxiety that the devil will try to place on you. Because there was many days that I came here in the morning that I was sick to my stomach, butterflies, because I was like, oh my gosh, I know I have to say this, but I don't know if I'm going to say it the right way. I don't know if I studied it enough. I don't know if I'm ready to say that. I don't know if I'm the person to say that. And you know what God said to me? Say it. Did I put it in your spirit? then say it. And that's the difference. If he's put it in you, if he's given it to you, do it. Just do it. Now I sound like Nike. Just do it. And that, and there has been no, there has been no other slogan that was so straight to the point and explained everything. Just do it. God's got you. 
And that's what you have to remember. He's always got you. Look at that. My time is growing short. You see, you see that little girl that didn't want to open her mouth, that didn't want to open her mouth in grade school, who was afraid to stand up in front of people to speak. Now you can't get her to be quiet. She's running out of time on her own talk show. So I'm going to give us the word of the month because it is still the word of the month. Regardless, regardless of it being my anniversary month, we still have a word that we have to stick to. The word is deliberate. Right. And when you're deliberate, you're intentional. You're doing it for a purpose, for a reason. That's our word. And that was a good word for this month, Lord. I had no idea. And here it is. Here he goes all the time giving me stuff. And I don't know why he's giving it to me. But that's just a reminder for me going into this fourth season. Our promise for the week is going to be coming from Psalm 1, verses 3 to 6. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but he delights in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. God, I thank you for that word. I say have a blessed Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your week. Happy anniversary to me. Thank you, Radio Free Brooklyn, for giving me the opportunity. I truly, I truly am grateful. And I am grateful for all of you tuning in every Sunday, listening to the podcast, spreading the word. If you know someone who needs to get these messages that I give out, by all means, let them know. It could just be one message that they needed to hear. Because like I said, Yes, I, when I'm on the radio, I'm talking to masses. But sometimes my message is just for the one. So with that, I say, until God brings us together again next week, people be blessed. Peace. I worship you.
Just to wake up. 